Yo, yo, what's going on, Train Hard Lift Strong family? This is your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. But today, we're going to cover a subject inside nutrition. Uh, one of the biggest things that we, or that Americans kind of suffer with, and, and just anyone in general, is a lot of us undereat. Now, whenever you undereat, your metabolic rate will adapt to that caloric intake. So how do you go from that to intaking a, a higher amount of calories, okay? You do it by reverse dieting. Now, this is a subject that I've been wanting to cover for a long time, and we finally have an amazing guest speaker on the show to share her specialization in this specific subject. So without further ado, everyone, let's get this episode rolling. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today is going to be a good one because we have an outstanding coach to talk about the one of the biggest things that we should all understand when it comes to nutrition, and especially for a lot of us who undereat and kind of know that we do undereat or we're just in such a caloric deficit that we need to kind of go back to where our body needs us to be so we can achieve our goals. We have an outstanding coach here on the show today. So everyone, please welcome Miss Kelly. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks good, for having good. me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's so nice to have you on here because uh, what you're going to talk about and help us all understand is uh, something that I've been really wanting to talk about for like a long time. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it too and help a lot of people out. Yeah, so cool. Okay, so obviously, you know, I know a little bit about you, and uh, but for everyone listening and our new listeners in the future who don't know who you are, uh, could you give us like a quick little background on on who Kelly is and why why you like fitness? Sure. So, uh, my my main social accounts, my name is on there is Kelly Nicole Fit. So YouTube, Instagram, I have a podcast as well. It's um, not really fitness related. It's more about like the mental side of it. So I don't really talk about like nutrition and stuff. But I'll talk about you know, doing the things you said you were going to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, nice. So on all three of those, you know, it's Kelly Nicole Fit. Um, I got into fitness probably like four years ago now. Um, I had always struggled with like kind of keeping weight off and I would do a lot of cardio, such a cardio bunny and like just super obsessed with trying to get thinner and skinnier. Um, and I never realized that, you know, with bodybuilding and building muscle that you could actually maintain a physique without, you know, having to kill yourself with cardio and all that kind of stuff. So when I started to realize that and learn about it, I was so intrigued and I realized that like, this is what I love to do and I want to continue doing it. So started my fitness page and then from there it just kind of grew and I started my business from it and right out of college, like I didn't even get an actual job. I just started my fitness coaching and it's been great. So. That's so awesome. Did you go to school yeah. for, for this or? No, unfortunately I started liking fitness like probably two years into college mm -hmm. so at that point I had already taken so many classes for my other majors so there was nothing I could do about it um, I went to school for journal journalism and marketing so nice. it did help with like the business side of things but then all the you know fitness nutrition I had to learn that all on my own but it was okay 
That's good. So you got (laughs) into fitness, you said two years into college? Yeah. Yeah. About two years into college. Was it just because like you were just involved around it or you had friends or or what? No, that's so I was, um, like I said, I was like a cardio bunny for Mm -hmm. a really long time, like high school into college. And then basically what happened is typically I would do cardio on the Stairmaster. When I got to college, there was no Stairmaster. There's only treadmill. So I started running a lot and I'd never really run before. Um, so I ended up getting a stress fracture, which is basically for people who don't know what that is. I got it in my femur. It's like a oh little crack gosh. in your bone, basically. Yeah. And so I started feeling this weird like feeling in my thigh and I just kept ignoring it, ignoring it. And then fluid started building up in my knee and I was like, okay, I have to get it checked out. Oh so gosh. turned out it was a stress fracture from running too much. I ended up on crutches, couldn't go to the gym for months. And I was just like, I have to find another way to like lose weight and like feel good about myself because clearly this isn't working. I'm like causing (laughs) myself injuries. So that's when I started looking into like lifting weights and all that kind of stuff. And, and once I started learning more about it, I was just like hooked. Honestly, I was so excited about it. So, Oh my gosh, a femur for that's, Mm -hmm. that is crazy. That's, that's like the biggest bone, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I can only imagine how painful (laughs) that was. Yeah, it was, it was not fun. (laughs) So were you, Cause so cardio bunny. So you were doing just cardio because, because of what did you think that that was going to help you achieve weight loss goals? Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a common thought. I think it's better nowadays with women, but for so long, we were just taught by society just to be thin, to be tiny and whatever. And you know, when a guy joins a gym, he almost immediately goes to the weight section, right? When a girl joins a gym, she almost immediately goes to the cardio machines, That's you know, so and it's, Yeah. And it's, you know, guys are taught, you know, from young age, from their dad or from their older brothers or from their wrestling coach or whoever had to lift weights. Like girls are never taught that. And, you know, you don't really have, I mean, maybe there are some people who like their sister teaches them how to lift weights or their mom, but most girls were not taught that we're just taught, okay, go on the elliptical for an hour and we'll see you later. (laughs) Like, so that's all, (laughs) that's really all I knew. Yeah. That's Uh really all I knew about losing weight was just doing cardio. So that's just what I kept trying to do. And then when I finally started to realize like, okay, I keep doing this cycle where I lose a bunch of weight, then I gain it all back. Then I lose a bunch of weight, then I gain it all back. I'm like, clearly this isn't going to work if I just keep trying the same thing over and over again. So that's when I was like, I have to try lifting because why not at this point? It's that or just continue this. Right. How long were you on crutches for? Uh, It was a long time ago. I think it was like two months about. Uh Um, so it wasn't a full break. So it was a stress fracture. You don't need a a cast or anything. You just have to not put weight on it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was about two months, um, of, of crutches. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like four years ago now. So I don't really remember exactly, but. So then after you're done, uh, you got the okay to like, you know, you know, you don't have to use crutches anymore. Did you immediately Mm -hmm. start doing weightlifting or did you still do cardio or? Like, that's the thing is I like started out trying to do weightlifting, but as a lot of people, I was intimidated by the yeah. weight section, you know, right. in the beginning. Um, so I would want to go with my friend first or like, you know, if the gym was too crowded, I wouldn't do it. Like I just go to the cardio machine. So it took a while for me to like build up that confidence. But even just getting myself into the weight section in general was a huge win for me because I was so scared to do it. I was so scared to just like take that leap of faith basically. Um, and then once I kept, you know, kept at it and kept doing it and all that kind of stuff, it got a lot easier. And then I, you know, I didn't care anymore. You know, if people right. looked at me or said anything, like I didn't care. And half the time people aren't saying anything or thinking anything. They're yeah. only focused on themselves, you know? So, right. but yeah, so I, I started getting into weightlifting then probably still doing a bit of cardio, but I was just, you know, literally every night in bed, I would YouTube 
anybody who like was um <laughs> like had some sort of credentials in fitness so like jen heward fit or like buff bunny i would always be watching their youtube videos just trying to learn what i could and like it was definitely frustrating because everyone yeah. has their own opinions and this that the other thing but it's you know it, it started out as that and i just loved what it everything about it and i just went from there yeah and just kept hustling that's so cool whenever yeah. i so back in the day when i first started i started weightlifting when i was 13 13 years old um i wanted to like get bigger right because i was such a skinny kid very i played a mm -hmm. bunch of sports but i never looked like i would play sports you know like i played football, right. basketball but i looked so small all the time um but then it got to a point to where before then uh i would do cardio because i thought that uh, i didn't want to get to a certain weight i don't want to get too heavy so right which is weird i, I went through mm -hmm. like a weird cycle but um my point of view was the harder i work in the gym the more weight I'm going to lose. Is that kind of how like you saw it whenever you're like, you're doing your cardio bunny stuff? Yes, that. And also, you know, th this happens to a lot of people too, who will ask me questions. They'll be like, how much cardio do you do? Or how much cardio should I do? And I'm like, cardio does not equal weight loss. You know, <laughs> yes. like people think that like, if they're doing like an hour of cardio a day, then they have to lose weight. Like that's just the way it works. It's not, you know, if you're, if you're burning the same that you're eating, you're not losing weight. If you're burning less than you're eating, you're gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand that. It doesn't just have to be, you know, cardio. It could be, you know, you could be doing kickboxing or anything. Like if you're still burning less than you're eating, you're not going to lose weight. And that's such a hard thing for people to like accept sometimes. But what I love to kind of compare it to is money, you know? So if you have, let's say you're making like, I don't know, $4,000 a month and you're spending $4,000 a month. Are you like actually making money? No, you're like literally <laughs> equaling out, right? Yeah, if yeah. you make $4,000 a month and you only spend 3000, then yeah, you have an extra 1000. And when you like compare it to money, people like finally get, they're like, Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So if yeah. I'm eating 4,000 calories and I'm <laughs> burning 3000, then I'm not going to lose weight. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, I think everything with nutrition and this is what I felt too in the beginning, it's, it seems more complicated than it is. Mm -hmm. But when you really just like break it down into like analogies, it's my favorite thing to do on my page. It's like, Oh, okay. This makes sense. Like it's not that complicated. And yeah. I think that the biggest thing is breaking people's idea that cardio equals weight loss. Like that's, I don't know why people are so stuck on that. They're like, if I'm doing cardio, like that means I have to be losing weight. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. So <laughs> That's funny. When people, people ask me that too, like, Hey, you know, like what, how much cardio should I be doing? And I always tell them like, okay, what is cardio? You know? And like, they'll, right. they'll give me an answer and I'll say, you know, cardio is, is just short for cardiovascular training. So you're training your cardiovascular system whenever you do some sort right. of cardio or endurance training, you know, it's not, there's no weight loss in that word. You know, it's just, it's just cardio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Even like, you know, walking is a form of cardio, technically. Oh, yes. And you're going to burn a lot less walking an hour than you're going to burn running an hour or on a Stairmaster for an hour. So you can't say, should I do cardio for an hour? Because there's a whole different stream <laughs> of amount of calories you could burn in an hour, depending on what kind of cardio you're doing. So right. yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. Dang, that's a good way you put it. I like that. So what, what, after all the training and fitness and weightlifting and stuff like that, once you got into that world, when did you start to learn more about nutrition and that huge aspect in it? Um, oh gosh, I don't know. When did I start learning about nutrition and stuff? I mean, I'd always been like, I always knew that nutrition was such uh, an important part of, of reaching your physicals, uh -huh. but I was also really stubborn about it. You know, the first probably year and a half, I was like, no, I'm not going to count macros. Like that's crazy. That's obsessive. Like I don't need that. And 
it got to a point, I think it was like maybe a year and a half or two years into me lifting where I wanted to lean down and, you know, see body fat loss. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll try out macros for like a month or two just to see, you know, how much I should be eating. And I started it and I like the results were almost kind of instant. And I was like, wow, like, why was I not doing this the whole time? And then I got hooked and I, you know, started counting macros for like two years from there. Um, Yeah. So I think that was kind of like the spark that was like, okay, wow, there's a lot like of control you can have with your nutrition. And the, the more you control control you have over it and the more you focus on it, the better your results are. So why not like put more emphasis on that? So it went from me being like, nah, like I, I kind of know like what's healthy, what's not like I'm eating enough, whatever to like, no, I'm going to track it. And it changed everything, honestly. So I would say from there is when I really got more interested into, you know, the nutrition side of everything. Yeah, because you're seeing like what it's doing to your body, like what's right. fitness and everything, how it's like, how it's transforming your body like entirely. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's so fun to see, honestly. <laughs> yes, it is, it is. So you're, you train mostly females or you have males too? I only train females right now, um, more so just marketing reasons, but yeah. I, you know, I have thought about training males before, but I mostly work with females, yeah. Okay, so whenever you get a new female client, how many of them, or if you could give us like an estimate, I guess, how many of them are under eating? Oh gosh, probably like seven out of 10 of them. Wow, wow. Honestly, yeah. Um, and that's the thing too, is I, I do think reverse dieting has, is important for males too in um, certain ca- certain cases, but I think it's so much more important for females not only for reaching your physicals, but you know, we have our reproductive health as well. And if under eating affects that, and you know, sometimes I'll be talking to a potential client on the phone and they'll be like telling me what they eat in a day. It sounds like it's coming out to something like a thousand calories, 1200 calories. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, I've been eating like this for the past like two years or something. And you're like, Oh my and gosh. I'm like, yeah. And so they say that I'm like, can I ask you like kind of a personal question? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, do you have your cycle? And they're like, no, I haven't had it for like a couple months now. I'm like, this oh is gosh. why, because you're not eating enough. Yeah. Right. Right. And that, you know, people don't even realize like how much it affects you physically, like not, not meaning like your muscles and body fat and all that kind of stuff, but like your sleep and you know, your, your mood swings and everything and your reproductive health, like that all matters a lot, obviously. Um, so like the more I learned about that too, and how much it affects you on the inside, it was like, more people need to know about this. Um, especially women, like we're so like, people are just completely taught as women that you need to barely eat. You need to be small. Like the smaller meals you have, the better, you know, there's all these rules they try to follow, like not eating bread and not eating carbs and not eating before or after 6 PM or like whatever these rules are that, you know, people listen to because I mean, they don't know any better. They haven't been taught the alternative. Um, so yeah, so th- I would say, yeah, six or seven out of 10 of the girls that come to me, you know, are not eating enough. Some of them not to like a huge degree, you know, they don't even realize it because it seems like it's enough. Um, but you know, what happens a lot too is I'll get a girl who's five foot nine and she's comparing how much she eats to a girl who's like five foot two, right? right so she, right. you know, a girl who's five nine is like, yeah, I'm, I'm eating like 1700 calories, which Sure, for a girl who's five foot two is a lot, but for a girl who's five foot nine is not a lot, right. you know, and she's trying to build muscle or something. I'm like, yeah. that's not enough. Um, and that's the thing too, is people always compare, like, how much am I eating compared to them? I'm like, yeah, well, they are like six feet or six <laughs> inches shorter than you. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a lot different. Right. But yeah, yeah. 
That's so crazy. So obviously coming from a guy's perspective, I never knew, I never knew that under eating could do so much damage until I started mm-hmm. talking to, uh, you know, female coaches and female competitors for like bikini and stuff like that. I talked to, right. a, I talked to a competitor the other day. She was in a caloric deficit for a year plus and she didn't have her cycle for that amount of time, mm-hmm. like for yeah. a good a couple of months, almost, almost right. a full year. And I never knew that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And when that happens too, you can, um, you can cause yourself stress fractures and like a whole bunch of issues. I mean, just this past year, actually, I was in a deficit and I would, my, my numbers weren't that low. Um, I kind of forget like what calories I was at, but I had been in a deficit for a while because it was my senior year of college. So I would fall off track a little bit. So I was like, yeah. it, it extended longer than I wanted it to. Um, but I was, you know, I ended up with the stress fracture again. So it was the same leg. It might have just been because like my leg had already had one, but um, I ended up with a stress fracture again because I wasn't eating enough. And wow. you know, all like you don't even realize it. It's definitely a lot worse for women when you don't eat enough. Um, but I think women too, like they lose their cycle or whatever. And they're like, Oh, whatever. Like they don't even put a thought to it, but it's like, okay, if you're not eating enough, you're losing your cycle. And you know, maybe you have joint pains or whatever, like mm. there's something going on, you know, right. you definitely have to think about eating more, <laughs> but Jeez. Yeah. So uh, how many of, uh, so I've seen a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people, uh, say, you know, like they're in this caloric deficit or they're eating this many calories. And then all of a sudden they jump 800, a thousand calories overnight. Uh, and cause they think that that is going to, cause someone says, you know, or they heard, uh, you have to eat this much calories if you're trying to build muscle. So all of a sudden that right. female or that guy, whoever says, you know, okay, you know what, then I'm just going to add an extra thousand calories to my day and they they do that tomorrow and then they they see this weight gain but not the weight gain that they want so like right you do you have a lot of people go through that too on your end yeah so so i have you know that's a lot of my clients will come to me and they want to build muscle or um or they want to lose fat and they're only Mm -hmm. eating you know 1200 calories right now and i'm like we need to first get you back up here and then go (laughs) back down but we're not going to go straight from like 1200 calories to 1800 calories because yeah that's a huge jump. Your metabolism is obviously low right now and adding that amount of calories, you're not burning that same amount in a day. So you're going to gain weight. So that's why, you know, reverse diet, you want to do it super slow with, you know, small jumps. I mean, jumps as small as 50 calories, which, you know, sometimes I say that people are like, okay, that's not that small, but think about it. Like a rice cake is like 50 calories almost. It's like, I think 40 calories or something. So it's such a small amount of food. Um, So adding that, like, you know, it really depends on the person and depends mm-hmm. on their, how their body's reacting, but you could do 50 to hundred calories every week or every two weeks, depending again on how slow you want to take it and how your body's reacting. So that's small enough of a jump where your body will be able to adapt to it and your metabolism will increase without you, you know, gaining weight. Um, whereas if you're jumping like 600 calories in a yeah. week, that's a little bit different. And you know, your body's not going to be able to adjust to that fast enough for you to not gain weight. Like you're going to inevitably gain weight that way. Right, so. right. So for I guess for everyone, who, you know, for maybe the young crowd or people who just don't know what reverse dieting is at all, well, how mm-hmm. how could you define what reverse dieting is like in simple terms? Okay. Um, so first of all, I when I first started hearing about reverse dieting, mm-hmm. it was always in context of people who were competitors. So it yep, was like yep. someone who had just been through prep, they got really, really low in calories, and now they're reverse dieting. So I always thought, I don't need to know about anything about that. I'm not going to compete. I don't care. I never realized like it has 
it can help anybody, anybody and everybody. You don't have to be a competitor. You don't have to be someone who's super lean. You could be somebody who's really overweight and you would still need a reverse diet. So reverse dieting is, is exactly what it sounds like. It's the reverse of dieting. So dieting is taking your calories down. Reverse dieting is bringing your calories up. So there's a couple of different instances when it would, when somebody would need a reverse diet, but for every person who needs one, it's because you're eating less than you should be. So you want to bring your calories back up. So, you know, there's the person who, you know, maybe they're trying to lose weight. So you reverse diet them up so that you can get their metabolism up higher. So then when you're up there and their metabolism's higher, they're burning more in a day and then you can slowly bring them back into a deficit and they'll be able to lose more weight. Or there's the person who wants to gain weight and, you know, gain muscle mass. You'll still take them through a reverse diet so that they don't, you know, gain unnecessary body fat, um, but you won't necessarily bring them back down once they get up, you know, into higher level calories. Yeah because they want to gain muscle mass. So they might increase into a bulk or something like that. Um, so both instances, you know, whether you want to gain weight or lose weight, you still need a reverse diet if you're not eating enough. Yeah. So if you, so I guess for anyone who's wondering, reverse mm -hmm. dieting coming out of your diet, whenever you're going into a diet, it's the same concept, right? You're, you're slowly going into that deficit. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you do, you know, a lot of people, they're like, okay, I'm going to start a diet and they, you know, cut out 600 calories right away. They start doing two hours of cardio a day. And I'm like, you are asking for a disaster. Um, you know, the same thing with a reverse diet with, a, with an actual diet, you, we all have a metabolism and yes. our metabolism basically adapts to what we're eating in a day. So if right now you're eating 2,200 calories in a day, your metabolism is really fast because it's, you know, adapted to that. It's burning a fair amount of calories. Mm -hmm. If you drastically drop your intake to like 1500 calories at first, yeah, you're going to lose a lot of weight because your metabolism is still up there, but your body's going to notice it. Your body's mm -hmm. going to adapt and you're going to drop your metabolism way down to 1500 for no reason. And now what happens? You're not losing any more weight and you're already only eating 1500 calories and you can't really go too much lower than that. Right? So that's why you don't want to do huge jumps like that. Um, you know, same thing as a reverse diet. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're super experienced with dieting or not huge jumps in, in calories like that. They're just pointless and they're going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you have your own experience with, with being in a deficit. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people also have their experiences. They might even be experiencing mm -hmm. it right now and not even know it, you know? Um, right. so that's, that's insane, but for sure, I always tell people, you know, reverse dieting, it needs structure. If someone that understands how to do it, they should be the one guiding you to do it because if people kind of do it by themselves, it is kind of hard and difficult. They don't know how to gauge and mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you never know. Sometimes they might be thinking reverse dieting. Okay. I'm going to add 300 calories a day. And right. it, you know, so it's like kind of big gauges where they shouldn't be in. But so you and I both right. know that reverse dieting is organized and structured in a way to be like effective to that person. So if someone were to try to attempt it themselves, what are some faults they might run into? So I think um, if you're doing it yourself, like without a coach one or even without just somebody to like send your progress pictures to, I think one of the biggest things that, that gets in the way, at least with my clients is they they look at themselves in the mirror one day and they're like, Oh my gosh, I feel puffier. I feel fluffier or whatever. And they think that they gain fat from the reverse diet. Right. When really it could be a whole bunch of different things, right? Like the way you look in the mirror can be because you didn't drink enough water the day before or the whole week, or maybe you've been having more sodium in your diet, or maybe you, I don't know, haven't been sleeping well, or maybe, you know, your hormones are whacking out, whatever. Like there's a whole bunch of different things it could be. And, you know, if you're doing a reverse diet on your own and you see that happen, 
don't sabotage the reverse diet and be like, Oh, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm dropping back down because odds are, that's not why you, you know, you're feeling fluffy or whatever. Odds are it's just something else is going on. So stick with it. Like maybe don't increase your calories that week, but don't decrease them because I think that's, you know, there's something that people do a lot, you know, in a reverse diet, they like sabotage it because they're like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, I can't do this. Like, this is just too much. Like I'm eating too much now, whatever. Um, so that's like, I guess one of the main things, um, second thing I guess is, you know, increasing them too much, too fast, Right. which, you know, you do have to be careful with that because again, your metabolism, especially if you're starting really low is going to be super slow and jumping your calories up too fast. You're going to gain weight. Inevitably you're going to gain body fat. Um, and at that point, you know, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, you could try to go back down, but probably your metabolism isn't fast enough yet to, you know, see fat loss and a deficit at that point. So you're going to have to stick to it. So definitely taking it slow, you know, 50 to hundred calories every week, week and a half, two weeks, whatever. Um, people often ask you like, how do I know when to increase my calories? I typically just stay to that, you know, every about two weeks. Um, and I make sure I, I weigh myself every day, every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not weighing myself to be like, Oh no, like it went up a pound. Like I'm not gonna, like I'm failing, whatever. It's just for me to have data, you know, just yeah, to know yeah. what's going on with my body. And, you know, if you see like you're kind of plateaued, you're not really like losing, gaining anything like that, then okay, it's time to increase your calories a little bit more. If you see that your body's still like fluctuating from this new increase, Mm -hmm. don't change them yet because your body needs to adapt still. So basically the whole point of a reverse diet is to increase your maintenance level of calories. So, you know, maybe your maintenance level of calories is at 1500 right now and you want to increase it up to 2000, Mm -hmm. um, then you're going to have to slowly go through those increases and over time, your body will maintain at those new levels of increases. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's like a ladder. You're just climbing like mm-hmm. this little ladder or, or you're going down this ladder to, you know, to achieve your goals on the nutrition aspect. Right, right. Absolutely. I like what you said about whenever you begin. And that's so good. I hope, I hope a lot of people listen to that and pay attention to what you just said whenever you said whenever you're beginning to reverse diet. It, it is like, I guess it's almost guaranteed that you're going to puff up like you're going to because you're right your sodium levels are also maybe going higher mm-hmm. so you're retaining more water you're drinking more water you're eating more carbs you're eating more of these you know these foods that you didn't eat before right and and your body is is absorbing you know so you are mm-hmm. going to you are going to puff and and that's good that you said that because a lot of people i feel like when they do it on their own or they're trying to figure something else out and they do that then all of a sudden they get scared just like you said so they go back to where they were which is right you're eating you know Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of things I like to remind people to do also is think of all the positive things that are happening from it. So, you know, getting away from so much of like looking at yourself in the mirror to like, okay, what else is happening from this reverse side? Like I'm getting more energy or I'm sleeping better or I'm like in a better mood or, you know, I get to eat more food. Like that's obviously an awesome thing. Like thinking (laughs) about all the positives that are coming from it versus the negatives. And there's very few negatives, if any then it'll be a lot easier for you to kind of keep on track, like getting away from your physical appearance as much as possible during it. Um, because you are going to see that fluctuation throughout the process. I mean, it's like you said, you know, your body is absorbing more and your body also has to adjust to these new levels of intake. So it's going to mm-hmm. take some time for it to, to do that. So you just yeah. have to be patient with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny cause we constantly f- like fluctuate. Like I- I've been keeping a consistent, yeah. you know, uh, macro number that I eat every day. Um, and you know, I have specific goals for what I want to do and I still, mm-hmm. I still fluctuate. There'll be points in time mm-hmm. where one day I'm like a pound heavier and the other days I'm a pound and a half lighter. Like we all still fluctuate, you know? 
Right, right, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it's not only, like you said, it's not only when you're in a Versailles, and I think that's the important thing to, um, distinction to make too, is like, even when I was dieting, there would be days where I'd wake up and be like, wow, I feel like I gained weight because like, yeah, I just yeah. look different, I look puffier. Like, I think people just look into it so much more in a Versailles because they're so scared throughout the process because they're like, I'm adding calories, I'm adding calories, like, I'm so scared I'm going to be gaining fat. So when they see even the slightest bit of like feeling puffier, they're like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> you know, they like run away. Yeah. But, and, and it's but true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you don't want to, cause then you'll, you'll, right. there's so much other stuff you could do that. That's obviously, and you want to, your body's adapting. Just like you said, your body had to adapt to being that deficit. It's going to adapt to go back up. Right. Right. Exactly. So which, so every, so a lot of the population is, and I've seen a lot of people too. I have, you know, even some friends, e- even me back in the day, I would under eat. Uh, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to get gain fat, you know, like I didn't want to, I had a good sculpt that I liked and I thought that by eating more, I would gain, you know, fat, but I, that was before I knew everything I know now. But um, <laughs> would you, I guess, recommend that everyone should try a reverse diet to create optimal health and physique goals? Um, I guess it depends. So I have a friend, for example, you know, most of the people I work with are females, but um, yeah. I have a friend who's male and he was just kind of reading everything I was, I was um, posting about reverse dieting. I have a whole bunch of YouTube videos on it and he was kind of intrigued about it and he decided to do a reverse diet himself. Now he had already thought he was eating enough. You know, I think there are people who do think like they are eating enough food. They don't realize that they could be eating more and not gaining body fat. So he started going through reverse diet and before the reverse diet, he was wondering why he wasn't making any strength gains anymore, like why he was, you know, super plateaued on like PRs and all that kind of stuff. And once he started eating more, like he got Boom. so much stronger, he was yeah. able to hit more PRs, and like all that kind of stuff. So I think it's also like, you know, there's the people who know that they're under eating. And then there's the people who don't know, they don't realize like, wow, I could be eating more and I should be eating more to, you know, not only make my physique look better, but also maybe help with, you know, my strength gains or, you know, it doesn't even just have to be people who are bodybuilders. I mean, I'm sure it could help people who are crossfitters or who, whatever, you know, yeah. powerlifters. I mean, powerlifters are probably already eating enough, but, um, <laughs> yeah, any, yeah. you know, <laughs> but like any other, um, you know, it doesn't just have to be bodybuilding people. It could help a lot of people. Um, so yeah, so I, I think at some point, I think everybody definitely could use it. Um, use reverse dieting, even if you don't know that you could be. Unless you are literally like stuffing your face 24-7 and you're like constantly gaining weight, obviously then you probably don't want to do reverse diet. But if you're somebody who maybe you've been plateaued with your physique or you're not, you know, hitting strength gains anymore, like try out a reverse diet. Try out slowly yeah. increasing your intake and you might see that it, it helps you out a lot. Yeah, I can totally relate to your friend because that's exactly what what was happening to me. Like I wasn't, you know, competing or nothing like that. Uh, this was when mm-hmm. I was in I was in the military and I was trying to get stronger in like my deadlifts, my power cleans, and I was trying just to be stronger, you know, whenever we would go to work and stuff. So, uh, but my food level or what I was consuming a day wasn't fulfilling the type of progress that I wanted to to receive. So right. once I once I started to you know eat more of you know good proteins and carbohydrates and, and my gym sessions were getting better and better, then mm-hmm. then I started to get stronger and stronger and you know my my PRs went up 10 pounds, 15 pounds, you know, 20 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's so funny because you always hear like food is fuel and like everyone's like, yeah, I got it. But you don't really get it so <laughs> you until you go through a reverse diet, you know, because then you're like oh, wow, like I'm so much stronger. I wonder why. Well, I'm eating more. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, 
what happens too is a lot of the females I work with, they'll be like, Oh my God, I'm so much more energized. Like I don't need yes. as much caffeine anymore. And I'm like, yes, because food is fuel. Like yeah. you're literally fueling your body now. There'll be times now too, where I'm like really tired midday and I'm like, Oh, I need to eat something. Like, I don't even <laughs> think like I need coffee. I'm like, it must be that I haven't eaten yet. Like I need to go eat something. That's and then so I funny. eat and I'm like, yep. Energized again. <laughs> like uh-huh. it's just, that's, food is our fuel and that's it and if you're not eating enough you're gonna be tired or you're gonna not be as strong as you could be and it affects it all so yeah that's see that's so cool and i never i never thought that as well like i never thought food could do or it has it's so important you know and i feel like mm-hmm. we can talk about it all day all day and say over and over again food's important food is important food is fuel da, 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 you know but once you go through an experience just like you said by yourself you know then right. you're, gonna, you're gonna understand like wow like there that's absolutely true like i understand yeah. now that if i don't consume what i should consume for my body then i'm not gonna be able to perform right right exactly yeah it's really impactful yeah and that's so huge it's so huge so obviously with your experience and knowledge because obviously you've been working with you know a lot of people who who have been seven out of ten so that's crazy you know people who have been <laughs> under eating and and stuff like that could you like take us quickly to like a little mini course to kind of understand if someone is under eating like how could they find out that they're under eating and what would mm-hmm. be like i guess some few good steps to kind of get out of that okay um so what i do normally with my clients is you know on our kind of i guess interview before we actually start working together i ask them kind of what they're eating in a day all the kind of stuff and i'll get an idea of you know are they under eating and typically for a lot of women like i said they are and you know what i'll look for is like some people, especially, they'll be like, oh, I avoid, like, bread and everything. And, like, for breakfast, I'll have, like, an egg. And then for lunch, I'll have a salad. Yeah. And then for dinner, I'll have, like, chicken and broccoli. And I'm like, wow. are there carbs in your day? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And I'll be like, okay, is that it? Like, do you snack? And they'll be like, I mean, maybe I'll have, like, an apple in between. But, yeah, that's usually it. And I'm like, okay, you are under eating. So then when I go from there is I'm like, okay, so we're going to, you know, get started together. I want you to track out a week of intake. So, I'll have them go through a full week of, you know, tracking what they're eating. And a lot of times it comes out and they're almost kind of shocked. They're like, wow, I didn't realize I was eating that little. Um, So anybody who thinks like, okay, this might pertain to me, like I might not be eating enough, just track out a week. And you might be surprised too. You might be thinking, okay, I think I do eat enough. Like I'd still track out a week if you aren't tracking yet. And you'll see like, oh, wow, you know, I thought I was eating 1,800 calories, but I'm only eating 1,500. Or, wow, I thought I was eating 2,000, like I'm only eating 1,800. It's just to, you know, kind of figure out where you are. I think that's always important, whether or not you think you need a reverse diet, like just to figure out like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. So from there, you can start a reverse diet from whatever. Basically, what I do with them is I'll take, you know, that full week of what they tracked. I'll take all the the numbers. So the total for each day divided by seven. And that's around their average intake right now. And then I'll start from that average and we'll work through a reverse diet from there. Nice. Um, if you're somebody who you feel like you're eating enough, you don't know if you're under eating, like it comes out to a number and you're like, uh, I don't know. I would always just try out a reverse diet, try it out a little bit at least yeah. because honestly it can't hurt. And if anything, you know, maybe you do gain a little bit of body fat. It's not going to be extreme and you just cut back down and you'll be fine in no time. So you would know if you're eating too much or if you're like not, yes. you know, you would know yes. you'd be like having to force feed yourself. So if you feel like you should be eating more, <laughs> odds are you should be eating more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, reverse size is, is a great opportunity for that. So with your experience as well, is there like a, obviously everyone is different. Everyone's very mm-hmm. unique. 
but and everyone's metabolism is different everyone burns more calories different everyone is different but is there kind of like a safe zone that you would recommend of someone to increase their their calories throughout the week like would you recommend start off small like do 50 calories add it to your, your daily you know consumption every week or a hundred mm-hmm. I would I would in the beginning do 50 start um, just to be careful yeah because again, your metabolism is going to be really low in the beginning and right. you want to make sure, you know, that you don't do too high of jumps. So yeah, in the beginning, I would start with 50. When you get more into your reverse diet, you can do higher jumps like 100, even 150 if you want. Um, but I wouldn't really go past 150. I wouldn't do, you know, 200 calories unless you're looking to get into like a bulk or something. That's obviously a little bit different. Um, but for the most part, I would stick to, you know, 50 to 150 and stay more towards the 50 range in the beginning. Um, in the beginning too, you can absolutely do every week. I just tend to stick towards every two weeks, um, for a lot of my clients, just for one, their own peace of mind and me to make sure that they're going to follow what I'm doing and putting in their, in their plan. But two, also just to make sure I can see, I have enough time to see their body kind of adjust to the intake, the new intake. So, Mm um, you know, I have some clients too, who like our, our plan was never for them to lose body fat. We wanted them to gain actual muscle and you know i'm increasing their intake and throughout that process they're losing body fat you know so it's just i think people will be surprised when they take themselves through reverse diet to see you know the changes that their body makes and just how they feel you know their muscles filling out better um more pumps at the gym like all there's amazing benefits that come with it and it's just getting past the fear in your head of like what if i gain body fat like it's okay if you do if you do you just lose it eventually later but you know, the whole process of reverse dieting is so beneficial. Yeah. I remember like in my rookie days, amateur days, when <laughs> I, I would go to the gym and I would go, I would go to the gym, lift heavy, right? Cause this is when I thought that the harder you work in the gym, the more progress you're going to receive. Not even thinking about nutrition. Right. right. And obviously after the gym, you get hungry. So like I ate a lot of food, but I always looked so flat. Like I always looked, there was no pump. Like I, there right. was just no, nothing was there, you know? So when I began to incorporate eating a meal not like a huge meal but like a small meal about like 90 minutes before my gym sesh like my pumps and my my workouts were just so much greater yes absolutely yeah yeah and and a lot of people like they'll they'll be like do you lift fasted like the only thing i care about in terms of like when i'm eating carbs protein whatever throughout the day is before my workout is i need to have carbs before my workout because i want that pump you know obviously you don't need a pump to gain muscle but it's just like nice it's like I don't know, you know that you did work that you needed to do and it's, you know that you fueled your body properly to, you know, make that happen. So always carbs before my workout, I need to have it. <laughs> I can't yeah. live fasted. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing too that I used to do as well is like, I would, uh, I would go like six hours without eating food, right? I go six hours without eating food, but when I ate, I would eat a lot. Like I would eat mm-hmm. so much, uh, to the point to where like you're full and you still eat, um, and even then, I thought that I was I was eating what I was supposed to be eating. But even then, I was still like under eating to the point right. where it was it wasn't getting me the progress that I wanted. So it's so funny how you can kind of gauge and see like mm-hmm. how bad you are under eating. Right, right, yeah. Another thing that happens to a lot of people. Um, this is kind of where it's hard sometimes to draw the line of like who needs a reverse diet and who doesn't. Is someone who is maybe not eating enough throughout the week, but on the weekend they go crazy. You know, so maybe, you know, throughout the week, they're eating like 1500 calories, but on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, they're eating 3000 calories. Um, so, you know, all beer. Yeah. And a lot of times the reason that happens is they're like, 
you know, so restricted during the week that on mm -hmm. the weekend, they just can't control themselves when they let themselves have fun. And in that type of situation, I don't even suggest going through reverse diet. I suggest first just getting consistent with the number. So figuring out what that number is, I mean, it's going to be dependent on you, but maybe it's 1800, you know, mm -hmm. and just focusing on that number the whole week, like not, yeah. not on a certain, you know, on the weekend going really high and on during the week going really low, like full on just consistent with a number. And once you do that, then you can see, okay, should I be reverse signing from here? But if you're not consistent with the way you're, you're eating and all of us would, should probably know, I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Like if you know that during the week you barely eat and on the weekend you eat a shit ton, um, then yeah, you got to figure that out and get more consistent with it. And then from there again, you can decide about reverse siding from there. Yeah, that's that's funny that you said that. I'm, I'm glad you did bring it up because I think that happens to a lot of people as well. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and some people don't aren't even paying attention to it. You know, like they're not even trying to uh, have a good nutrition lifestyle. They're not even maybe even working out. But naturally with their lifestyle, they right. – they barely consume 1500 calories throughout the week and on the weekend right. like, they're doubling it you know right right exactly that's yeah. crazy i never even thought about that another thing too that i i love that you said and i hope i hope a lot of people understand or they took notes on it is how you have uh, your clients write write out what they eat for 7 days that's so cool because mm -hmm. you can see how much calories you eat you know by an average you know um and see how much they eat a day and then start to increase little by little from there. That's such a good mm -hmm. foundation base to start from. Yeah. Not just that too. It's also seeing, you know, their protein, carbs, fat, because what's typical too is, especially among women is their carbs are really low and their fat mm -hmm. is really high. And so I don't want to start out, you know, somebody on macros with their carbs being so much higher than they're used to and their fats being so much lower than they're used to. Because one, that's going to be hard for them to even adjust, you know, the way they eat in their daily, in their daily life. And two, it's going to be hard for their body to adjust. So yeah. I like to take it from where they are and, you know, do slow changes throughout the process. So maybe they're barely eating carbs, but I'm only going to add on, you know, 10 grams of carbs in the beginning and then like week to week slowly add it just so their body isn't like completely shocked. And so that they also have time to kind of adjust the way they eat in a day to, right. you know, make it better for them. Yeah. Do, do you have like a, I guess, favorite macro that you begin to slowly increase, you know, like whenever you start to bring their calories up, is there like a macro you like to go to first? I, I love carbs. <laughs> I yeah, love, like, like <laughs> yeah, I know, but carbs, you know, it, it's, it gives them the energy they need. It gives them the pumps again that we're talking about. So I love to increase their carbs, but also fat. I think it depends on the person. There's some yes. people who their fat is really, really low. And I'm like, okay, we need to fix that because yeah. Fat's very vital, um, but there's some people who their fat is really high and their carbs are really low. So it's typically one of those two. I also have some people who their protein is absurdly high. Like they'll be 115 pounds and they're eating 140 grams of protein. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> there's wow. no need for that, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I'll have other people who they're 140 pounds and they're eating 60 grams of protein. Yep. So it really just depends on where they're at and, you know, what I think is most necessary in each jump and increase. Like sometimes a jump I'll do, you know, each, each uh, macro will get some, sometimes we'll do a jump and only carbs will get all those calories or sometimes only fat will get all those calories. It really just depends on where that person's at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when's the last time that you personally did a reverse diet? I reverse dieted from my, my deficit most recently. Um, it started in June and I was at 1500 calories at the lowest. And, uh -huh. um, before all this coronavirus stuff happened, because I, I've been more intuitively eating since this started, uh -huh. I was at 2,600 calories. So Dang. it was a thousand one hundred calories more. And 
I think I was up at the end of it, like 10 pounds, but I have, you know, transformation pictures on my Instagram and everything too. And you look at the before and after and it's like, you can barely notice that I even gained body fat. You know, I think people hear like 10 pounds, like, wow, she gained 10 pounds, but it doesn't look like the way it sounds. So it was Uh definitely a gain muscle from, Mm -hmm. you know, increase in intake. Obviously I, I'm, I think back to my deficit and I was always tired. Like I could not (laughs) function. I was always tired, always in a brain fog. And even if I watch back my YouTube videos and if anybody wants to also from the summer, I was always in like a brain fog too. And I never really knew what it was from. And I was like, this is really weird. Like I was very concerned, like maybe there's something medical going on, but I think it was just, you know, the lack of food and like the more I increased my intake, you know, the better got. One thing I think that's important to note too, is like, just because you do have like the brain fog or you're tired or whatever, when you're in a deficit, doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You know, that happens in a deficit. Like it's just because you're not eating as much as you're burning in a day. Um, But still you shouldn't just go straight from that deficit or stay in that deficit forever and straight up to a huge amount of calories. Like reverse dieting is, you know, helps you get back up. Yeah. So, uh, so how tall are you? I'm five, four, five, four, you're five, four. Mm -hmm. You were eating 2,600 calories. And yes. were you pretty active? Were you just weightlifting? Just weightlifting. I don't do any cardio. Yeah. And <laughs> would you say whenever you were at that point, did you look pretty lean? Yeah, I would always get people messaging me like, how do you eat that much? Like, I don't understand. Like, people were just mind blown. Like, that I uh-huh. eat that much food. And like, again, I adapted my intake and my metabolism over time. So it's not like I went straight from 1,500 to 2,600. Yeah. It's not like I... You know, I also have muscle mass and I built muscle mass throughout the process. So the yep. more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism, you know, so I'm not just five foot four and just started lifting. I'm five foot four and have been lifting for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all that's going to play, play a huge factor in it as well. And like I said, my metabolism adapted to it. So there were definitely times too, where I was like, I want 2,700 calories. Like I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah yeah it's it's so funny like people would always be like i don't understand how you eat that much Mm -hmm. or people would ask you know how do you eat that much like how do you physically get that amount of food in your body and like i said my body adapted to it you know so i i was hungry enough for that if i had just gone from 1500 to 2600 no i would not have been hungry enough to eat that um but as your body adapts your metabolism adapts you start getting hungrier and hungrier and hungrier which is a good thing that's another thing too you know a lot of people who under eat they're like yeah but i'm not even hungry to eat more and i'm like that's a great sign that you need to go through reverse diet because you're barely eating and you're not even getting hungry like that means your metabolism is shit right now like that's what that means you know and then they start eating more and they're like i'm hungry all the time i'm like Uh yes exactly that means it's working like you need to be hungry that's a good sign that your body is like working properly you know so like the, the the best friend for reverse diet is time time and patience yes yes absolutely which is hard for people but yeah for the june um i i think i mean by the end of it it was i think it was like june to february but i had taken a couple breaks in between and just stayed out of intake for a while um just because like life was crazy whatever yeah so it didn't have to take that long i just you know i wanted to do as slowly as possible Mm -hmm. so it was like june to february you could do it obviously a lot quicker if you wanted to um but yeah that's how long it took for me that's crazy. Do you ever get people yeah. like, well, obviously you gave some examples, but like, um, I, I tell people too, you know, like you're, you're under eating, man. Like you have to, you know, consume more food. Like we got to get you into this process. And whenever I hit them like at a goal mark, like, Hey, like, we need to get to 2200 calories. And they're like, what? 
Like I'm, I'm right mm-hmm. now I'm eating 1300 and I haven't even seen the yeah. scale drop. You know, like how, how do you get people to, to be like, you know, to, con- I guess, convince them or gain trust in you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's the hardest thing for people is like not seeing the immediate progress. Like yes. you have to, you have to remind them, like, we're not talking short term gains. We're not talking mm-hmm. short term, you know, weight loss. We want to change your your entire body we want to change your metabolism which is like Mm. a hard thing to do because that's like runs your life um but in order to do that you have to do it over time like you can't expect quick fixes quick changes anything like that um and i think you know as long as they understand that and as long as you can get them to think more long term than short term then they'll be like okay i get it i understand um i also like to show them you know previous clients that i've worked with who have you know lost a whole bunch of weight because they trusted the process and you know whatever it's it's there's no rhyme or reason, you know, to, to getting them to believe it. It's just more about getting them to change their focus and their perspective from like, I want it now to, okay, I know in order to have it for life, then I'll have to wait a little bit longer, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important. So after, so people are going to hear this episode and they're probably going to be like, oh my mm-hmm. God, like I'm going to try this reverse diet, right? And then they're going to try it for four days, five days. And then they're going to come back to the episode thinking like, okay, you know what? Maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed something. But right now they're in that point to where, they are consuming more food, so they might look more bloated. So they might mm-hmm. mentally feel a little bit depressed, a little, a little bit angry, you know? What, right. what would you tell them right now if you were in the room with them and you wanted to give them some sort of motivation to, to say, you know what, keep going forward? That's it. Just keep going. Honestly, I mean, I, when I went through my reverse diet, the same thing happened to me. I think that, you know, kind of helps sometimes is just hearing that, oh, other people go through this or, you know, someone I look up to has gone through this too. Like, Throughout my reverse diet, definitely in times where I felt puffier, I felt like more bloated or water retention or, you know, a lot of things, a lot of times people deal with digestive bloating. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with that, you know, one, it could just be that your body's still adjusting, you know, the more you're eating, the more is in your stomach and your body has to learn how to, you know, deal with that. Um, Two is also checking on your fiber again. So just because you have now more calories that you need to hit in a day doesn't mean you have more fiber to hit. You know, you still should have your fiber around the same number. Um, your sodium, like you said too, like making sure your sodium's in check just because you have more calories doesn't mean you should be eating more sodium. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure you're drinking enough water is very important too. And if all of that checks out and you're like, okay, I'm doing all that. I know like I'm not eating too much sodium. I'm eating enough fiber. I'm drinking enough water. I still feel bloated. Just keep going. Like mm-hmm. I promise you, you're, it's going to come, you're going to feel better. Um, you know, just stick to the calories you're on now. Don't feel the need to, you know, rush into it and jump up more calories but don't bring your calories back down and self-sabotage because I promise you your body's just adjusting. It could just be that you didn't sleep well. You know, it could be that you're just super stressed with work or that you're super stressed with the coronavirus stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it could be any number of reasons. Um, And you don't want to sabotage the process just because you're scared that, you know, something bad has happened. And then once you, you know, kind of fluctuate back and you're like, Oh, I actually feel better again. You know, keep keeping track of your weight and everything. And then, bring your calories up again and you'll, you know, maybe it happens again. You feel a bit fluffier again, but remember what we talked about, yeah. it'll go back down and you know, so on and so forth. Nice. I like it. That was good. That was good. Yes. So for, for everyone listening right now that, that has, you know, any questions with anything or maybe wants to get like coaching from you or some advice some tips or anything, where's the best place for our current listeners and future listeners to find you? Yeah. So, um, Instagram and YouTube, if you want free resources, I, do a lot of information and talks about reverse dieting on YouTube. I have so many videos about reverse dieting on there. Um, Instagram as well. Excuse me. Um, I also have a lot of information on there. You just might have to scroll a little bit. So 
both of them are Kelly Nicole fit. Um, so you can just search me and I'll be there. And then if you want to obviously, you know, talk about coaching services, I do have a program. It's called reverse diet progression program. Um, it is a bit selective. So, you know, you do have to go through an application process and all of that, but, um, you can find that at Kelly Nicole fit coaching.com. And that's where that is. And you can apply if you think that it's something that you want to work with me with. Um, and I'll see if you'll, you're a good fit and we'll go from there. Nice. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've been on your Instagram profile and uh, I've also skimmed your YouTube and you have a lot of good stuff. I love how passionate you are about this. So if anyone right now is out there, you know, second guessing or, or kind of scared, like don't be scared, you know? Uh, yeah. Kelly's over here and she does all these things and, and she wants to give you good advice and, and the actual correct path that you should be on to achieve these goals, which is awesome. So everyone listening right now, I hope you know right now that nutrition is important. And if you are not giving your body food, then you are letting yourself down and you're not going to be progressing the way you want to. And I guess on the worst part is you could be extremely damaging your your body, your health, hormonal levels. You could be damaging a lot of stuff. So by the time now here, we're finishing up. Uh, if you have grabbed any sort of value from the episode, all we ask here is to, to share it out. Put it on your Instagram story, Snapchat, Facebook. Send it to your best friend, your mom, your dad, anyone. The more people we can get to listen into these podcast episodes, the more lives we can all change together, especially if you know someone or you want to do it with your group of friends. You want to, you want to dive into this reverse dieting together as a whole. You guys can do it together, but you got to share it out and share the love. But everyone... This is your host, Coach Matt. We had an amazing guest speaker, Kelly. And as usual, get out there, train hard. Live strong. (laughs) All right, everyone. Bye. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.